tonight. Lift your hands and shout, he did it. Somebody shout, he did it. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody turn around, tell your neighbor, if he did it for me, shout, if he did it for me, then I know he'll do it for you. Somebody shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Give God another shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes that's the only testimony I got. They found one man that was blind and Jesus healed him. And they came to his mom and dad and they said, uh, what in the world is going on? Is this uh, your son that was blind when he was born? They said, he's old enough. Go ask him. And when they came to him and asked him, uh, how in the world did this happen to you? Uh, he said, look, uh, I don't know how to quote scripture. Son. I don't know anything uh, about theology. Uh, I can't even tell you. Of the Bible, all I know, all I know is I was blind, but he did it. I said he did it. I was blind, but now I see. I wish somebody in the building tonight would take about 60 seconds and just give him praise because he did it. I can't explain it. Uh, I said I can't explain it. Uh, but thank God uh, that he did it. Uh, yes. Come on, give him a praise.
There's a spirit in this world that wants people to just be sedated in church. That wants people to just sit back and relax. And it doesn't take all of that shouting and jumping and dancing. It doesn't take all of that. There was one place in the Bible, Brother Donnelly, the word says that Jesus was coming into Jerusalem and there was, there was people standing there and they got so radical. Uh, they were taking off their jackets uh, and they were putting a jacket on the ground to make a pathway. Uh, they went and grabbed some palm leaves off of the trees uh, and they started waving the palm branches uh, and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the king that comes uh, in the name of the Lord. And there was some religious folks that showed up and said, Jesus, rebuke thy disciples. Tell them to settle down. Look at them acting all unruly. I saw one of them take their necktie off and they threw it at the preacher. I saw one of them doing the Humpty dance. And I saw somebody doing the electric slide. And somebody over there was doing the... Tell those people to calm down. Tell them to be quiet. And I could just see Jesus looking at him saying, mm, you just don't know these people. Because in this crowd are people uh, like Mary Magdalene who was caught in the very act. Uh, and when they were about to stone her, uh, Jesus sent all of her accusers away uh, and said, go and sin no more. Uh, you want her to stop praising me? Uh, you go tell her to stop praising me. Tell her to stop. I could just see, oh, Lazarus. He was over there giving God the praise. Wow! I should have been dead and sleeping in my grave. But he called my name. And I came up out of that grave. Jesus said, you want him to stop praising me? Uh, go tell him to stop praising me. Uh, see, you don't understand uh, that in this building tonight uh, are people uh, that shouldn't even be here. Uh, there's people uh, that should be locked up. Uh, there's people in here uh, that should be buried. Uh, there's people in here uh, that should be out of their mind. Uh, but God found them. Uh, God rescued them, so pardon the noise, but this is the sound of deliverance. If these hold their peace, the rocks would cry out. I got news for you today, ain't no rock gonna take my place. I've got to give him praise. I said I've got to just give him praise. Everybody one more time, give him a great praise for everything that he's done in this place. Yeah! 
One more time, shout with a voice of triumph. One more time, shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remain where you're standing tonight. How many of you thank God for the word that came to us this morning? We're so excited to have Brother Barrier with us again tonight. I think we ought to give the Lord one more good shout of praise uh, as he comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us in this house. Clap your hands and lift your voice and give the Lord praise tonight. He's worthy of it. Come on, somebody. You ought to lift your voice. Clap your hands. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Luke chapter 17 is where I'm reading from tonight. Luke chapter 17. While you are turning there, let me say what a great joy it has been uh, to be in Fort Myers, the Rock Church, this weekend. Amen. Give honor to, double honor tonight to the bishop and the first lady of this house. That's right. Isaac and Judah, love and appreciate the Williams. Amen. God has blessed this church by giving you the leadership that he has given you. You are a blessed people, and I know you know that. Amen. Luke chapter 17. Let's begin reading tonight with verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest." came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Everybody shout cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Everybody shout whole. Verse 14 tells us that as the ten went, they were cleansed. Verse 19 lets us know that one returned give glory to God and his faith made him whole. I want to preach tonight for the next few moments about the key to more. The key to more. Would you set your Bibles down, lift your hands, lift your voices one more time and give the Lord praise. He's worthy of it. We praise you tonight, Jesus. I give you glory. I give you honor tonight, Lord. 
I bless your holy name. I love you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. Please be seated. I stand here on this Sunday night and I tell you unashamedly that I want more. I'm not content. I'm not satisfied. I refuse to settle for the ritual and the routine and the mundane. But I want more. You might as well get on board from the get-go tonight. I refuse to settle for status quo. I want more. I want more of God's favor. I want more of God's anointing. I want more of God's presence. I want more of God's glory. I want more of God's power. I want more of what we experienced in this house this morning. I, I want more of what we have experienced in this place tonight. I want more. Am I preaching to anybody on a Sunday night who would say, Preacher, I want more. I want more of God's favor. I want more of God's anointing. I want more of God's glory, God's presence, God's power. I want more. I want more revival. I want more revival. I want more healing. I want more miracles. I want more deliverance. I want more breakthroughs. I want more blessing. I'm unashamed to tell you I want more. I stand here tonight as a 36-year-old young man. I've seen a lot, been a lot, experienced a lot, but I'm not satisfied with what I've seen. I'm not satisfied with where I've been. I'm not satisfied with what I've experienced. There's more, and I want it. I want more of God's favor. I want more of God's anointing. I want more of God's power. I want more revival. I want more miracles. I want more breakthrough. I take, I take comfort in verses like the psalmist would say in Psalm 42, as the heart or the deer panteth after the water brooks so, panteth my soul after thee, O oh God. It's that TH on the end. It's that, same, it's that same tense that Jesus would use when he would say, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh. You know what that means? 
I don't ask one time and walk away and say, I guess it's not going to happen. But I ask, and I ask again, and I ask again, for everyone that asketh, receiveth, and everyone that seeketh, findeth, and everyone that knocketh. Come on, brother and sister. It's not about a one-time knock, and you walk away and say, well, I guess I'm not getting my miracle. I guess I'm not getting my healing. I guess I'm not getting my deliverance. I guess we're not going to experience a greater revival. No, 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 no. A thousand times no. But you ask, and you keep on asking. You seek, and you keep on seeking. You knock, and the door is getting ready to open. I've come to preach to the Rock Church on a Sunday night. You keep knocking. You keep knocking. You keep knocking. The door is getting ready to open. The door to greater revival. The door to your miracle. The door to your blessing. The door to your deliverance. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O oh God. My soul thirsteth for God. I came this morning thirsty. But I come back tonight and I'm still thirsty. And I'm coming back Tuesday and I'm still thirsty. And I'm coming back next Sunday and I'm still thirsty. What about verses like, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. I didn't say it. Bishop didn't say it. He said it. He said, blessed are they which do. It's a promise in God's holy word. You don't have to claim it if you don't want to. You can let that promise slip through your fingers if you want to. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they not may, not might, not can, not could. For they shall be filled. There's a promise in God's holy word. If you will hunger and you will thirst. If you will hunger for revival, if you will hunger for the glory, if you will hunger for the power, there's a promise, you shall be filled. What about promises like, he hath filled the hungry with good things, but the rich, the rich, not not rich in material goods. He's not talking about houses and cars and clothes. And the rich, the satisfied, the content. Those who say, look around, eight years of explosive revival. 
I think we can take it a little easy, Bishop. I think we can let off the gas pedal just a little bit. The rich he hath sent empty away. But the hungry, the hungry, am I preaching any hungry folk tonight? Am I preaching any hungry folk tonight? The hungry he has filled with good things. What about verses like draw nigh to God? We've got it backwards in Pentecost. We've got this idea, God, if you will, I will. He touched on it just a few moments ago in giving. If you will, I will. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it happens in God's world. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven. This isn't about God, if you will, then I, God, if you'll bless me, then I'll give you a little praise. God, if you'll heal my body, then I'll give you a little worship. God, if you'll save my child, then I'll come to church and I'll do a little dance. That's not the way it works. Let me tell you how it works. God, I'm giving you a little praise on credit. I'm giving you a little worship in advance. I'm giving you a little glory. Because you're getting ready to heal my body. You're getting ready to deliver. You're getting ready to save. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. When I, when I think about that, I think about that story in Matthew 15. That little Syrophoenician woman. Here she is. She's living in what is known as the coast of Tyre and Sidon. She is living in a gray area. Land that was Israel's but had never been conquered. And so now there's, there's no geographical boundary, but she's living there. The worship of Baal and Ashtaroth reigns. And she has a little girl that's vexed with the devil. She wakes up one morning and she says, Baal hasn't been able to help me and Ashtaroth hasn't been able to help me. And so Jesus looks at his disciples and says, boys, we need to go to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. There's a little lady. Let me ask you tonight, here's my question. Did Jesus enter in because he knew she was coming out? Or did she come out because she knew he was coming in? Did he enter in because he knew she was coming out? Or did she come out because she knew he was coming in? I submit to you tonight that he entered in because he knew she was coming out. She woke up that morning and said, Baal hasn't been able to help me. Ashtaroth hasn't been able to help me. But I hear there's a God in Israel who opens blinded eyes. There's a God in Israel who unstops deaf ears. There's a God in Israel who makes crippled legs.
in. If you're coming out, I'm coming in. If you're coming out, and I've come to preach to you on a Sunday night, it really is as easy as that. Somewhere you've got to make up your mind. I'm getting up out of my depression. I'm getting up out of my fear. I'm getting up out of my sickness. I'm getting up out of my self-pity. And I'm coming out. I'm coming out of my depression. I'm coming out of my addiction. I'm coming out of my fear. I'm coming out of my sickness. And when you make up your mind, you're coming out. There's a God who says, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I want more. I want more. And can I preach to you tonight that there is more? There is more. Oh, yes, there is more. I don't care if you've been living for God for five days, five weeks, five months, five years, 50 years. There's more than what you've got. There's more. Oh, yes, there's more. You take somebody who's been living for God for just a few days and the service like we experienced this morning, tonight, their full meter pegs pretty quickly. They leave a Sunday night service and say, we had a time tonight. As opposed to somebody who's been living for God for 50 years and it takes a little more to fill them up. But you hear me, there's more. It doesn't matter where you're at. When you think you've experienced all there is to experience about God, God says, get on the elevator. Let's go to the next level. And you experience all of that level. And God says, get on the elevator. Let's go to the next level. And just in case you're wondering, there are endless levels when it comes to God. I'm preaching to somebody on a Sunday night. There is more. I've come to ask you, do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want more revival? Do you want more miracles? Do you want more glory and more power and more presence of God. You know what God's definition of full is? You know what God's definition of full is? brought that to your table, you'd say it was. Is that full? What God's definition of full is? Is that full? Looks pretty full to me. You know what God's definition of full is? 
The psalmist said, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. God's definition of fall is overflowing. Rock Church, I've come to preach to you. You haven't experienced revival until you've experienced an overflowing revival. You haven't experienced miracles until you've experienced overflowing miracles. You haven't experienced the glory and the power and the presence of God until you've experienced overflowing so in our text Luke 17 your Bible says there were ten men they're standing on the outskirts of town their bodies are ravaged by leprosy. They're on the outskirts. They're living under a death sentence. It's a fatal disease. One of them looks off in the distance. Says, I see a crowd over there. I wonder what's going on. The other said, I don't know. What do you think it is? I don't know. Finally, somebody moved a little closer within earshot. Hey, hey, hey! What's happening? They said, it's Jesus. Did you hear that? That's Jesus. Did you hear that? That's Jesus. Maybe, maybe the Samaritan asked, who's Jesus? And they said, let me tell you who he is. I hear he opens blinded eyes. I hear he unstops deaf ears. I hear he makes crippled legs walk. I hear he raises the dead. And maybe the Samaritan said, have you ever heard of him cleansing the leper? And they said, I, I think he has. I, I think he's cleansed the leper. And he said, boys, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to try to get his attention. You can stay here. Keep your mouth shut and not say a word. But I think I'm going to lift what little voice I've got left and try to get his attention. Will you help me? Will you help me? Two's better than one. Three's better than two. Four's better than three. That's why you need to come to church. Two's always better than one. When you've got a problem, when you've got a situation, when you've got a circumstance, you don't need to stay home. Two's better than one. Three's better than one. Fifty's better than one. A hundred is better than one. Boys, on the count of three, let's lift our voices. Let's get his attention. One, two, three. Jesus, Master, you've got to have mercy. 
Your Bible says that Jesus looked at them, those ten men, and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And they began to make their way. And as they did, one looked at the other and said, hey man, that white spot that was on your cheek, it's gone. He looked back at him and said, hey, you know that white spot that was covering your forehead, it's gone. The white spot that was on your ear, it's gone. The white spot that was on your chin, it's gone. And they stopped right there and had a little praise break because I'm going home to mama tonight. I'm hugging babies tonight. I'm sitting at my own dining room table tonight. Musicians come. That Samaritan stopped and said, hey, would you tell him thank you? Don't feel bad. I didn't either. Would you tell him thank you? No, I didn't tell him thank you. How about you? Did you tell him thank you? I don't think I did. Now, guys, I understand. I didn't either. But we just got caught up in the moment. Got caught up in the fact that we're going home tonight. Kissing mama. Hugging babies. Tucking them in. Eating at our own table tonight. We've been living for months, some of us years, on the outskirts of town. Whenever somebody would get close, unclean, unclean, unclean. We don't have to shout that any longer. We're going home. But I didn't tell them thank you either. And you boys do whatever you want to do. But I think I'm going back to Jesus. Go to the priest. Go home. You don't have to come with me. No hard feelings. You're cleansed. You're going home with a miracle. But I think I'm going to take a little time. And I'm going to go back and give him a little praise. And I think I'm going to take a little time. And I'm going to go back and give him a little worship. And I wonder, I wonder, did Jesus ever move from the spot? Or, or just knowing humanity the way it is, knowing they're going to get caught up in the moment. They're going to get caught up in the fact they're going home. They're going to see mama tonight, hug baby. But knowing Maybe it's going to dawn on one of them that if I cleanse them, I can do a little more than that. I wonder if somebody's coming back. And then he saw him. Here he came. And your Bible says he fell at his feet on his face and he gave glory to God 
And Jesus looked at the one and he said, were there not ten cleansed? And the man said, oh yes there were Lord, but don't fault them. They just went home. But Jesus looked at that one and said, didn't they know if I cleansed them, I could do more than that. I don't just cleanse. I can make them whole. But because you've returned to give glory to me, I'm going to make you whole. I'm going to make you whole. I'm going to I'm going to make you whole. And so, can you imagine what it was like the next day? Mama and mama said, "Listen. You've been on the outskirts of town. I've been doing all the shopping. Taking all the kids in tow. This morning, you're going to the market for me, and you're taking the babies with you. You're going to see what it's like. So here comes one. Got all the kids in tow. He's coming to the market. Here comes the other. He's got all the kids in tow. Coming to the market. The long grocery list. Hey, Caesar. Hey, Jack. You remember me? Who are you? I'm John. We were lepers together yesterday. You're not John. I'm John. Jack, remember me? I'm the one that said, boys, let's give him a little glory. Let's call his name. You're John. I'm Jack. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one that said, if that's Jesus, let's lift our voices and see if we can. No, you're not. The jack I knew yesterday was missing an ear. And the jack I knew yesterday, half his face was eaten away. And the jack I knew yesterday was missing some fingers. And Jack looked back at John and said, John, you remember the moment when I said, boys, you can do whatever you want to do. Go to the priest and go home. But I've got a feeling if he's done this, he can do more. I'm going back to Jesus. I'm going back. I'm going to give him a little praise. I'm going to give him a little worship. I'm going to give him a little glory. I've just come to ask you on this Sunday night. You satisfied? It's pretty full. It's about 90%. Satisfied? Come on, look, look around. Look, look at what God's done. You satisfied? Before getting the Holy Ghost this morning, before getting baptized, are you satisfied? Healing and miracles and deliverance and, and all kinds of guests, are you satisfied? There's a lot of churches that would say, that's pretty full. 
We can coast on that. We'll make it to Jesus comes. But am I preaching to anybody on a Sunday night who would say, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want, I want overflowing revival. I want overflowing miracles. I want overflowing deliverance. I want overflowing blessing. I want more. If that's how you feel, you ought to throw your hands in the air. You ought to lift your voice. The key is, I'm coming back, and I'm going to give him praise. I'm coming back, and I'm going to give him glory. I'm coming back, and I'm going to give him worship. Come on, you ought to lift your hands. Lift your voice. Let's give him praise. Come on, your healing is in your praise. Your deliverance is in your praise. Your revival isn't coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more.